This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. So Jess is going through a uh, nine-month leadership course. This is like work-related stuff where you meet once a month with like-minded individuals who are trying to, what are you guys trying to do? It's 40 professionals from the community and we, um, it's a nine month class course, um, with a different focus, but it's one day a month, one, one session a month, uh, nine months. Right. Um, so nine total classes. Yep. And it's, um, the, the goal is to learn more about leadership, learn. It's a personal and professional development course. Essentially. The first question is, going to each individual workplace, how did you get shanghaied into this? (laughs) Well, no, I mean, your your choice of words is interesting. Let's not use the word shanghaied because (laughs) how did you get chose for this? Um, I was identified in the company as um, a person who could potentially become a leader within the company. I like it. um, And that I would benefit from this class. Is there any foot in your ass training or is it all like what's foot in your ass training? <laughs> like is like boot camp. No, it's not. No, there's none of it. No, it's not. No foot in your ass. Would, learning. would you explain to people what it is? Then I mean, like, because you guys did something very interesting yesterday. Yeah. So there's different um, each month is a different focus. Yeah. So our first month was all team building because we were all meeting each other. Most of us for the first time. Sure. So it's, it was getting to know each other. It was team building. Um, we did the ropes course at the college here, um, as kind of a, a self challenge. Sure. I would say, um, building self-confidence, right? Yeah. Uh, then we had a day in October where we learned about the importance of art and culture in a community. Um, and we did uh, a lot with different local art organizations. Um, and then yesterday, our session was on emotional intelligence. This one, which immediately jumped out at me. Right, because we I, we approach emotions very differently. Yeah, I do. I mean, you I, and I do. It, to me, some of that stuff kind of sounds like urban voodoo, but I always <laughs> give you the benefit of the doubt. So explain, I thought it was interesting. So explain to- Yeah, so we had a speaker who taught on um, the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0, which is very popular, I think, probably more so in the corporate world. Um, It's a Wall Street Journal bestseller, but it's really interesting. So we all took an assessment prior to our meeting yesterday. Sure. And we um, received an overall EQ, which is your emotional intelligence score, kind of like an IQ. I like it. But more on the emotion side. Um, And it scored in self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And then yesterday's session, we had a speaker come in who teaches on this 
the content in this book. Who was who was the speaker? Um, his name is Scott Morell. He was huh. an excellent presenter. Sure. Um, highly recommend. He does a lot of different presentations. He and his wife do like relationship coaching, um, but he was excellent. Um, and it's really about understanding your emotions, being able to name them, and then being able to regulate them. So understanding an emotion as you have it and not reacting immediately. And then also um, social awareness. So understanding other people's emotions and, and people around you, which is really helpful in a, in a business setting <laughs> yeah. and in a per and in personal. I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people that I uh, worked with in my career in broadcast could have benefited from such training. Right. Uh, I think everyone could benefit from this training and awareness. Well, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I th- you certainly enjoyed it. Right? I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I really did. And I, um, you know, I took the assessment and the idea is that you take the assessment, you listen to the speaker, you read the book, and then you take the assessment again. Right. Like, as, and put these things into practice. So you took the assessment before any of the yep, day. I took the assessment commenced. last week. Was it, Okay. So what, what did the assessment tell you about yourself? Uh, that um, self-awareness is my biggest area where I can improve. And like, give us an example of self-awareness. Um, so that's, and this is something I think that everybody probably could improve on. Like no one's got it perfect. Right. Um, but it's, um, I'm just looking for like a good way to explain it without going on and on. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I'm I'm just trying to figure Uh, out self-awareness is the ability to perceive your own emotions as you're having them, not like afterwards, which I think a lot of so people- not, not blowing a gasket. Yeah, and, With the, and blowing then a understanding gasket. how right. you react. So it's, it's everyone has emotions. A lot of people can, can look back on a situation and say, oh, I was really angry or like I was really um, intensely emotional and had a lot of different mixed feelings and this is how I handled it, but it's, Self-awareness is understanding the emotions when they're happening and then putting some space between you and your reaction. So instead of like getting pissed and then freaking out. <laughs> right. To, you know, put it bluntly. Sure. It's like <laughs> getting to, pissed and freaking out. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, I'm trying to put it in your terminology. You're, you're doing a good job. I like this. Like, I like this. Um, feeling the feeling, like recognizing it. I'm could, could maybe you, internally like could you right I like I, I understand where you're going but could you give us an example in, in a workplace where something like this might arise sure and then you yeah so okay go ahead. so we're coworkers which right. we used to be for a long time so sure. we can relate to this so we're coworkers um, maybe you're a supervisor and I am one of your direct reports and you're in your office. And I come in and I have this big, like, oh my God, Sally did this and did this and did this and did this. And I'm coming to you with this problem. And you are busy. You're in the middle of something. I interrupted you and you're angry. But instead of saying, damn it, Jess, get out of here. I don't have time for this crap right now. You realize social awareness, like I am your employee and you want to have a good relationship with me. So you s- recognize your anger. Yeah. Acknowledge it internally. I'm 
mad. She's freaking annoying and always has a problem. Right. But you decide put not yourself, put some space between yourself and your reaction. And, and not- you say, I would like to set up a meeting to discuss this. I don't have time right now. I understand you're upset. So let's versus putting a foot in your ass. Yeah. I, I, but is what I'm wondering is when, when something like that arises, yeah. Do you, do you have that kind of a time frame to just stare at each other while all of this processing goes? On? Well, that's the, that's I mean, the space. That's the, that's the social or the personal awareness. So is it like, is it like 15 or 20 seconds of no, dead No, it doesn't silence? have to be. The, the idea is that you start to understand and recognize like as it's can, happening, can, I'm feeling angry. I can't flip out. Right. And because you, well, because I, you're right. I have always had an issue with that. For, for example, here's, I'm going to give you an example of how I reacted in a company meeting. Mm-hmm. And you tell me how, what would have been the appropriate reaction. Okay. <laughs> when, like we would be, when we had our, I want to quit my job meetings mm-hmm. on Tuesday mornings at 930 or whatever the hell it was. It was 930. Right. It yep. was, okay. Yep, it was. But when some of the salespeople would come up with, ideas that were really bad and i'm like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard and we're not doing it mm-hmm. so that is the in- incorrect way to handle it what would have been the right way well it's there's nothing like feelings aren't bad right so you can have that feeling like because there was some really dumb ideas because i'm a firm believer and i know that i'm probably contradicting everything that you've learned here but this is why i need the help because i believe that I don't like the saying, there's no bad ideas. I've, I've said this before, right? When I've heard that in, in company meetings, now remember, there's no bad ideas. I'm like, there's a lot of bad well, ideas. I think that that's said in company meetings and um, they because need- they want to encourage everyone to feel like they have a safe space to, to share. Not that everybody has, not that every idea is a good idea, but that you are in a safe place to but, share your ideas. But through through life experience, I've learned that when bad ideas are brought up, the the right people need to step on them so they don't get any further. Because otherwise, if you foster bad ideas mm-hmm. and you bring them along, they can evolve into something more than just an idea. So, well, people, that would be where leadership styles come into play, but. I don't know if we're going to get into that on this episode as well (laughs) or not, but I, what would have been my, my correct response? First, what I want to show you here, and this is in the book, emotional intelligence 2.0, which I would highly recommend that you read. (laughs) I would love to read it. I really would. Maybe we need a little George and Jess book club. Um, (laughs) This is an emotions chart. Look at it. So all of those are emotions, right? Wow, that's a lot of emotions. Um, I really can't, I mean, at a distance, I'm looking at it and still that seems like a lot. So I'm going to just show you happy, sad, angry, afraid, ashamed Okay, are kind of the five, those kind of encompass all emotions. Okay. And then there's different levels, high, medium, and low. And then within those levels and those feelings are a lot of emotions that people have different ones Um, inside of those yes okay so within angry there's perturbed annoyed uptight resistant irritated touchy um within happy there's cheerful good relieved glowing so there's all these different emotions sure so i guess first of all if someone in a meeting had a bad idea i would ask you to identify 
the emotion that you're having at their bad idea, which would be would, anger. Okay, but there's that's that's just the <laughs> that's, that's a, just kind that, of the department. Okay, anger's the department, and then there's all these different okay <laughs> categories within anger. Okay, so, so this is why this is super helpful. What are some of the other? I'm just furious. I, What's Enraged, oh, so boiling, they're, So they're talking seething. about levels of anger. Yes. Gotcha. So I would ask you to identify, are you agitated? Are you frustrated? Are you upset? Are you, are you feeling um, boiling? I think, I think in, in situations like that, it was more annoyed than anything. Okay, so that's yeah. a low anger feeling. Right. It was just like- you know, On the, this it, chart. The reason is I- there was so much of it that it had to eventually just simmer down. Mm-hmm. So I got so used to it that I was sure. just like, it's just annoying now. Okay. So I guess I yeah. would ask you to so I was good. identify your emotion okay. that you were having and then start to recognize the pattern of your reaction to that emotion, which and was saying that ideas were stupid, <laughs> telling people their ideas were stupid. Well, I didn't, I don't recall ever coming out and using, well, maybe a few times I did. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard yeah. you say in, in a meeting once, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, okay. So, but it wasn't mean spirited. It, I mean, it, that's not really for you to say. Okay. But, but it was the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Okay. So this Emotional intelligence is really about you identifying your feeling right, and you recognizing your patterns of reaction. I get what you're saying now. And then um, realizing who you're talking to and gauging the level of how your response to your reaction will affect the people that you're in engaging with you want to know why and i understand what you're saying and mm-hmm. I, I get this but i think my problem and i think there's a lot of guys that will like probably understand me on this level and i'm not saying what i'm what i'm doing what i have the way i've conducted myself in company meetings in the past has always been right but i, I will say this throughout my life you know in, in everything i've been involved in I have had conversations like that with other men and we didn't get offended Mm -hmm. and we solved a lot of problems and we got places because we were really matter of fact with each other and we didn't, there was none of this, you know, there was none of this fluff and fluffy banter stuff. So we could talk to each other like that and nobody would get offended. The problem is not everybody has that kind of a steel casing. Well, and that's right? where social awareness comes in. There you in. go. It's All knowing right. who you're talking to. <laughs> and I'm I I'm, so, I know we're not on video, but I'm holding up some right. of my handouts from yesterday's <laughs> meeting and I'm right. kind of doing a Vanna White thing to George. Um but you're right. Yeah. Not everyone would be offended by you saying that's a stupid idea. But it's really about reading the room and sure. understanding who you're talking to right. and kind of what the even what the emotion of the room is right like if it's things are lighthearted and you're talking to someone you've worked with for a long time it's it's understanding what you anticipate their reaction would be (laughs) if you said like that's a stupid idea if they'd be like yeah you know what you're right right and sometimes that would be the case but it's understanding those moments and being able to so being able to gauge the individual and their emotional stability yep is that what it is? It is. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's okay. that's that's part of it. That's okay. the social awareness and the relationship management. Right. 
So there's a lot of levels to it. And it's certainly nothing that anyone has perfect. Right. No, I, I agree. But, but it's just but the it's, awareness that really or and the perspective of like understanding where the other person's coming I, from or saying, um, that's not my favorite idea. But what if we did this? You know, there's just ways of phrasing things then. So that would be a more, I would say, politically correct way to handle yeah, it. Yeah. Right? It's less booting your ass. Yeah. Well, I, I was sorry if you have. Kids. I know. But. But that's, you know, that's just, it, it, it's worked. And, and again, when I was surrounded a lot of the times with guys mm -hmm. and we would be in a room like that, that we could, there, that kind of candor was not only accepted, but appreciated mm -hmm. with some of the, I mean, with some of the CEOs, I, I sure. had yeah, this with. Is, yeah. And they sometimes it. that does work. Like, like that style of communication sometimes does work. Emotional intelligence is... Being able to know what it does and doesn't. Yes, yes. Understanding who you're talking to and, and kind of adapting. You don't have to change your whole personality. It's just right. understanding the style. And so in, in theory, you could, like you said, you know what, uh, let's, let's think about that and uh, let's see if we can come up with some other ideas or perhaps a way to improve that. Yeah. Well, would that be, would that be one way? Absolutely. And then, and then when the meeting's over, you fire that individual. Well, you're terrible. But no, I would I'm say, kidding. I would I'm say kidding. That, the, that there we did talk about um, the six leadership styles in our session yesterday too. Oh, I'm dying to hear and these. I would say um, because I was there in those meetings with you, um, and there was definitely a lack of leadership of any style. Sure. And that makes for a lot of chaos and right. a lot of room for a lot of comments and a lot of emotions and, um, and a lot of stupid ideas and a lot of stupid ideas. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was like, it was, no, got, I know. I mean, I was there. It I got I to get the it. point. I just didn't ever tell anyone their ideas. Were I was stupid. just like, God, that's just, you know, and that, well, that, that's why you exit, right? Eventually right, you, you don't work there anymore. I think so. there's a lot of people that that's was a big part of the, the reason, but I, I do find this fascinating because Having listened to this, I have met a lot of guys over the years that owned businesses, right? Ran mm -hmm. companies. Yep. And I've had conversations with them. And a lot of them did have the ability to, to manage their emotions. Yeah. And, and manage a group of very diverse people, you know? I mean, you know, and it was so they, they were good at that. And that's why they were where they were at. Yeah. And it, it does take of a high level of self-awareness and social awareness and all of those things playing together. And it, you're right. When, when you were like, well, we just wait 20 seconds. Well, cause I, that's what, the I, idea that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, what would, the hell are we doing while I'm sitting here processing my the, emotion? Want to, when I'm really going like, would you just, that's, that's, I don't have time for yes, this. Get yes. out. Right. So the idea is that you start to recognize your reactions to certain things and you, un, and you better understand yourself and your triggers and, and the things that anger you and the things that annoy you or, or in the values that you have. So if, if being interrupted makes you angry, as soon as you're interrupted, you know, you're going to get angry. Right. So then you're, you're managing that emotion emotion. Again, it's, I'm not like saying I have this perfected by no, any no. means. I'm just no, I get kind it, of explaining like the, some of the, the thought processes from the the book and the teaching that we had yesterday. So and what what in your opinion what do you think determines somebody's emotional state? I mean I, I don't know what what would it be like your 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 grade. 
Well, it's. I mean, is is it is it genetic four. makeup? No, this is something that you can change. So you could. Yeah. Here's what. Here's what. Here's the question I'm asking. Growing up with a dad who was pretty candid, right? And then I joined the Marine Corps. They were very, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. so, and then I just working jobs, even when I was going through college. And then even some of the, the, the GMs I worked for in radio were very candid individuals. Mm-hmm. And they were matter of fact conversations. And whenever there was a us, I always was able to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And they, I often would hear, that they appreciated that because the conversation would be short to the point and then they wouldn't learn how to handle or, or they would know what to do yep. rather than beating around the bush. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think beating around the bush is necessary or helpful right. all the time. I think direct conversations are good, yeah. but it's, it's having that level of emotional intelligence to have a direct conversation in a thoughtful and this comes down to being able to, to do, this without hurting anybody's feelings is that what it well, is it's not even hurting feelings it's just like decency like it, <laughs> well i mean i i know but i'm just saying but it, it's you don't that you don't want to upset somebody well you right? and, and i mean that we could go on like right no I, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm i'm interested you're because, responsible for your feelings and i'm sure. responsible for my feelings right um but it's just managing your feelings. Right. And like, if we all had a high level of emotional intelligence, the world would be a completely different place. Like if you managed your feelings and I managed my feelings and we understood our feelings and had names for them and, and could recognize who when they came were up happening. with this, who came up with this concept of managing? Like, I'm just curious. Was it, was, was this all from initially from somebody's writings or? No, I mean, I or is it, we all have emotions. So I know, but I'm talking about the, the, this style of management. I don't know. I, I can, I mean, I can tell you who wrote this book, but I don't know that they came up with this concept. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I mean, I think man, understanding and managing your emotions is just part of being a person, but it's really the reason I say a this challenging part. Right. The reason I say this is. This this kind of uh, instruction yeah. that, that you guys had in this class and stuff hasn't always been part right. of, of our work culture. No, right? It hasn't. I mean, and I think it's only going to improve it, right? Yes. So, being more of that, you know, I I don't know. It's just I I think, like you said, everybody's different. So I'm just wondering, at what point did somebody sit down and be like, we probably shouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Right? I don't know. I don't, when that, I don't know. I'm just wondering at what point. When did this start? I don't have the answer to that question. Is this a generational thing, or I'm curious. I don't have the answer to that question, and I don't know even what to Google to find it. Right, right. So I'm not trying to deflect your question. Right. I just really don't know. I'm curious about your experience because you said your dad was was pretty candid. candid. Well, he was pretty pretty straightforward guy. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. There was none. There was he didn't. He, <laughs> there was no managing emotions right. when it came to correcting me or anything else. It just, right. it wasn't that way. Right. So I'm curious about your experience being married to me, who is highly emotional. Super. And Incredibly you know emotional. And I, al- and I also and, have, yeah, we, we have kids. Yeah. yeah and so. I, um, I would say only in the last year have even started to understand how to manage my emotions. 
You, you have started? I've started to try. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Thank no, you. no. I'm just saying I was wondering if you were saying that I've learned. No, no, I. Because you, you often say that I just shut down. You said it, not me this time. <laughs> right. I'm just like, well, I think there's a lot of guys. It was funny, though. To the, there, was, there was an individual in class that said, I hate being told how I feel. Yeah, and that's like, that's a good point. Ooh, sometimes I do that. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm sure you do." Yeah, <laughs> I was like I do, I do do that. Um, well, but, I think that some, in his defense, and I, I kind of feel like that sometimes too. That sometimes people overanalyze. I know, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Um, By the way, I'm not trying. Before anybody ats me, I'm not trying to diminish anything that that no but i do course is is trying to teach because i think it will only improve culture i do i'm just i'm just giving you a real world view from no i don't think you've been diminishing anything and i think you've you've grown in getting better at not putting a foot in somebody's ass giving me space to have my emotions (laughs) i'm not gonna put a foot in my ass but like when I do have a big emotional response, which happens often because right. I'm highly emotional, um, you've gotten better at just letting me have that emotional sure. response and not trying to jump in and fix it, right? Um, which helps. But I'm I have been working a lot on understanding my emotions and not just having emotional responses and then recovering and then going about my business. And you know this about me, and we've talked about this recently because. Uh, one of our kids is super emotional, mm-hmm. right? And I, it, it's hard for me to place myself in that position, mm-hmm. not ever having felt like that, yeah, right? Nothing. I just, I can't comprehend why somebody would be offended by what to me seems like some of the most trivial stuff, right? Right, and I don't get it, and I'm like, I don't understand. I, I can't wrap my head around it, so. That goes back to recognizing that everybody's different. Yeah. Rather than. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think some people are more emotional than others. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. When people who are highly emotional aren't equipped to name those emotions and understand them and deal with them, that's when you get the big emotional responses. Like what I've had my entire life until I finally started to try and learn how to manage those emotional responses and understand the feelings that are causing them. You know, when I think what, what is an immediate barometer, a kind of a, a, when it, if I see somebody that, that, that tells me, I would say that somebody is a super emotional person Mm -hmm. is that they cry a lot about everything, whether it's happy or sad. Ooh, it me. Right? It me. I mean, I mean, seriously, they'll have a, a something Hi, something fantastic will problem. happen and I'll be like, Why are you crying? And I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. But there's no. but there are there's lots of people that it's just their the, that's the, the this release. Flood of emotion comes yeah. out of them and that's just the way that it yep. it releases. Yep, that's me. And let me tell you what. What? It sucks. Well, I don't think it it, it does. should suck. Why well, does it suck? Because sometimes you just don't want to cry. But it's I know, but it, And it, then you're just crying. There's happy like, tears. Dang, I wish I wasn't crying right now. But like when I was a kid and I would have those big emotional responses. Yeah. Crying because I did I cried when I was a kid because that was my release of emotions. Sure. I it was like don't cry. That was what I was told. And not faulting my parents, they didn't. They didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, 
don't cry, stop crying, stop crying. That is not going to get someone to stop crying. No. Ever in the history of crying has telling someone to stop crying made them stop crying. Right. That's why, what I mentioned earlier, I do believe that genetic makeup has something to do. It probably does, yeah. People are different, right? They're they're just different. Everybody's different. It's, it's, you know, people handle different things. To understand your feelings and like get a toolbox of managing those feelings and they don't have to control you. Right. That that is the fact. And that's what yeah. it's really about. And so it's not stop crying. You're too sensitive. I think that plays into the what you hear a lot like don't let somebody ruin your day. Right. You right? are in charge of your emotions and your responses. Yeah. Nobody else. Don't, like nobody else ruined your day. Right. Like you allowed it to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like talking about dealing with children um like now i now i know more than i did and so i can help our sensitive our more sensitive kid <laughs> like right develop tools to deal with the big emotions well, that he I, has. I think the sensitive kid inherited that from you that's absolutely that's why i believe absolutely in 100 percent because your mom my mom is, is like highly you. emotional yeah and so i think that that that's why I believe that people that can be inherited. Definitely. That's just a thing. But yeah. you also can learn to manage name and control, not control the feelings, but um, manage them. Sure. Understand them and manage them. So right. that's kind of my, my new platform yeah. and my new task with, with our oldest sure. because he is highly sensitive and I understand it yeah. because I am too, but I never was equipped with, like you know, fighting gear. Let, let, let me give an example, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with giving this an example because it's not a, it's not, it's not bad or meant to be negative. But in our home, like the other night, he had he had a uh, a stomach ache and he didn't feel well, and then he he proceeded to tell us how he had three chocolate chip muffins and he had a fourth waiting for him in his locker at school because he collected it from the kids who didn't want them, yep. right? And I said, you ate three chocolate chip muffins at school. I said, that might be why you have a stomach ache. And immediately he took that. I don't, I don't understand how he took that, but it, as a negative comment yep. rather than yep. just, you know, and I was like, why on earth would that bother you? But, and then you told me that. And I taught, and I, yes. and I, and I said, you don't have to be ashamed. Right. And I, Cause, now, but, but now I'm getting, so I'm. And I'm so grateful. But to me, for this but the reason I bring that up before I let yep, you, can, yep, I, yep, yep. I, I want you to continue. The reason I bring that up is I can't in my head even wrap around. Right. I can't. I can't get. I can't begin to even fathom why somebody would consider that shameful when yeah. when you're just because you just tell your kids that's why you have a stomach ache. You ate three chocolate chicken. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. So I don't. And, I, I and, couldn't comprehend and, why that would even bother somebody. And knowing him and knowing just his sensitivity. That's I, an example though. Right? I recognized from his reaction. Cause I saw you, I saw you immediately jump in and I was and like, I what? was like, you don't need to feel ashamed. Right. Like you didn't, you're, you're not bad for eating three muffins, but yes, that may, may have been an action <laughs> right? that caused a, a stomach ache. Sure. And that doesn't make you bad and, no. it, and it isn't your fault and no. you're fine. Right. But it's, helping him give a name because he was having an emotion sure from that conversation so it's helping him give that emotion a name yeah so that he knows what it feels like when he feels like that and then helping him understand 
like kind of how to come out of that emotion. That's a great example then of what you were. Yes, you exactly. And, you, and, you and your comrades were trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, but right? it's it's like if you don't understand that feeling and you keep having it, it, it gets really easy to spiral and get stuck in it. You, you, you want to know what's funny is the whole country with what has unfolded over the past couple of days with the election and everything needs to, needs to sit down Everyone needs. and think about this before they get on social media and go on a rant yeah. or, or have a heated conversation with somebody right. in person. Right. For some reason, I just think that that's that, why I think if everyone in the country improved their emotional intelligence, things would be a whole lot better. I, do, I think they would be. I really do. The, and and things would still escalate and get out of hand. Like no one's going to nail this perfectly, but just talking about it and getting a better grasp on kind of how it all works right. is huge. And uh, playing devil's advocate for a second, a lot of that you will hear a lot of this. People just need to toughen up. Yeah, you'll you'll mean, hear that. I mean, you, I, yeah, you will hear that, but you, we've you been do doing that, that for a while and it doesn't quite seem to be working. Well, it doesn't. It, I'll tell you what this, this is goes back to what we've been talking about. Everybody's different. Sure. Right. So there's some people that just it's not going to work for them. But everybody is different, but everybody has emotions. Sure. Your emotional response might not be as big as someone else's, but everybody has emotions. You have feelings. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, obviously, I mean, mean, I've said that that's what separates uh, planet Earth. (laughs) Right. A lot I mean, of other so things that are going like, on. All right. Yeah. If we, I mean, all, it's, if we all have these things, like there should be language to to understand and manage it. Right. And that doesn't make you soft. I know there's people that disagree. No, I know, but they're probably I'm, not listening. I'm just saying I've probably scared them off by now. Yeah, with your with your moon lounge and, <laughs> and, and and all these weird retreats and stuff. We we have to talk about this uh, uh-huh. in an upcoming episode, but you, you mentioned that you listen to somebody who's actually going on what they call a dark retreat. Yes, a silent retreat, and it's total darkness for three days. Which to silence me, and darkness for three days. Which to me is a, is an immediate signal for like help. No, it's it depends on the mindset you have going into it. I mean, she's can, doing can, it as like a spiritual kind of that kind of deprivation. Sensory deprivation. I don't know if that's good for you. I'm not, not. sure. I'm. Yeah. I am definitely not qualified. It's, well, to speak maybe on that, maybe I'm thinking beyond what they're actually going to do. Because when you say when when you were describing it to me, I was like, so do they just put you in a box? Not yeah. literally a box, but a room, pitch black, n- no sound, no light, nothing, with just you and your thoughts. Yes. For three days. Yes. How do you go to, how do you use the restroom? How do you eat? I don't know. I mean, it just. I'm not going to go on one. Because I I can tell you for a fact that like in in Minneapolis somewhere, there's the quietest room in the world. Isn't it in the Twin Cities somewhere? I have no idea. And they, most people can't handle, it's a very short period of time. And I'm talking, I think less than an hour. Sure. Before they start to because lose their mind. Silence is very, very hard well, for you, people. You start to hear your blood flow through your ears and all. It's. The, I mean, I don't think that they have that kind of a silent room. I don't know if they do or not. But it's. We're going to dig deeper into that. I don't we'll, know. We'll I, have to I have just that heard discussion. it on a podcast, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear about her experience," which I'm sure I will update you on. I am a big fan of light. <laughs> 
Well, it's not forever. I follow. And it's not like it meant to be torturous. Folks, it's meant to be like a learning. Follow the light. And stay. Well, they say it can actually help you like light. Find the light. Well, really? Well, I don't know. Well, I think it's, by the way, quick note before we, we wrap up here that from what I did dig, the little bit of digging I did do, <laughs> boy, that was a tongue twister. Um, it sounds like it's based on some of the Tibetan yes. beliefs yeah. and stuff, which, and again, it's I, like a higher consciousness. You, you've heard me talk about this. I believe that they, that is one religion that I really have a great admiration for because Buddhism. I, yes. Yeah. I like how they approach things. And I kind of get it. I am not a Buddhist, by the way, but I do admire them. Yeah, and I've really always, interesting. I've always been interested in their beliefs and the way they approach life in general and what and the afterlife, mm-hmm. right? I, I have a great admiration for them. So having said that, I am a big fan of light. <laughs> and if you need your lights fixed, you can always right. call... Holly at Ryan Electric in St. Peter. We've had Eric out here and he's wired our hot tub. We've had other things done. Our air conditioner, yes, light fixtures. Yeah, we've had a lot of things worked on uh, plumbing as well. So we, and our house is heated with a boiler and they do work on boilers as well. So uh, especially here we are later today. Yeah, here comes winter cold. and it looks like it's going to stick around. So uh, as we approach the, the season, especially if you need extra outlets for lights or any gadgets you're getting for the holidays. Ryan Electric and uh, Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Peter. We've got a link on our website. Go to georgeandjess.com. And certainly, do not forget as you're shopping, I know there's going to be a ton of that done this weekend because it's going to be freezing outside. It's going to be freezing. And people are going to get in the spirit. They're going to put up their Christmas trees. Don't we at, are. Don't at me if you're not. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be holiday shopping. Listen, we've got a great list of sponsors. We talk about Jay Long's a lot. We talk about Heat a lot, the CBD centers, and we've got links for all of them. Again, on our website, go to georgeandjess.com. All right, we'll be back tomorrow morning uh, with another episode. We'll see you then.